0: hello welcome to today's episode of juicing the numbers a statistics and sports podcast i'm your host joshua tracing
1: and i'm corbin heller
0: Corbin heller fellow co-host fellow host of the show uh, just to re-up on that one
1: we did that bit uh, already
0: <laughs> just revisiting callbacks um today uh we're recording this um friday january 3rd 2020 still a weird thing to say and we're going to be talking about The NFL All-Pro teams. They just got announced, I believe, today. um, And we're going to go through some of the voting results, uh, some controversies, and just a general walkthrough of some other positions to see who got in, who got out, and the whatnot. Sound good? Absolutely. Well, All right. Let's start at the top. Offense, quarterback, no fucking surprise, Lamar Jackson. From Baltimore, he received 47 out of 50 votes. Russell Wilson received the remaining three.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you can yeah. even argue that this is anyone but Lamar Jackson. Like, If this isn't unanimous, I would be annoyed. But the fact that... I mean, I know it won't be unanimous because these things almost never happen that way. But, I mean, damn, he has just been so far and above the best quarterback in the nfl this year
0: oh yes i I was actually going to ask if you were surprised that there was no one else getting votes like like are you surprised that russell wilson is the only other person who got votes
1: uh i haven't looked at the vote breakdown yet i will bring that up right here yeah it was Uh, again it was 47 to 3. yeah i mean that is it's kind of weird like six percent of the vote like you think is not that big of a deal but i don't know how you could look at what russell wilson did this season and what lamar jackson did this season and be like yeah russ was better nah he's so much better i mean come on. yeah that's uh that's the way the world works man
0: i guess that is the way the cookie crumbles
1: can't get too upset about it
0: no although we can get upset about um well i guess not what happened next but what happens uh uh, following this running backs, uh, the running back, the first team all running back this year was Christian McCaffrey of Carolina with 27 votes followed by Nick Chubb. Nope. Sorry. Followed by Derek Henry of Tennessee with 20 Nick Chubb of Cleveland with two and Dalvin cook of Minnesota with one. Uh, again, this seems like a no shit category with Christian McCaffrey taking it. Um, I'm actually surprised he only took it by seven more votes than Derrick Henry, but yeah, what do you think?
1: Um, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm a little more torn on this one just because, yes, Christian McCaffrey has just, the eye test-wise, uh, has looked like the best non-quarterback in the NFL this season. He's just been so good with the ball in his hands and just being able to produce on an offense that, without Cam Newton, by all means, should have faltered. Um, But Derrick Henry leading the league in rushing yards just had so many games this season where he just completely took over and just was unstoppable. Uh, This was finally his, you know, full breakout year. I get why you would be more split on this one. Uh, I could see why someone might put Dalvin Cook there. Uh, I'm less... I'm less, you know, in agreement on Nick Chubb getting some votes. Uh, I just don't know how um, how you could put him over McCaffrey, Henry, and Dalvin Cook.
0: Yeah, yeah, Nick Chubb. If if you switch uh, Chubb and Cook, granted, you're switching between two votes and one vote, so yeah. it's not huge. Uh, but still, just like their placement, I guess, is does bother me because. Uh, Chubb's had a great season. I don't know. Davin cooks just had a better one, but nothing too controversial mm-hmm. here. And there will be nothing too controversial in our next one. Uh, mm-hmm. The tight end to get the first team all pro nod is George Kittle of San Francisco. He received 33 votes. Travis Kelsey of Kansas city received the other 17. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, Travis Kelsey had a great season. George Kittle had a spectacular season. Um, All around the best tight end in football this year Uh, was an absolute monster when he was healthy, Uh, did deal with some injuries, but uh, I definitely don't think that should have taken away uh, from what he was able to do this season. It's crazy how in that offense in uh, San Francisco, I was about to say that offense in the 49ers, but, you know, me with words. Uh, that offense in uh, San Francisco with so many young receivers and bringing in Emmanuel Sanders, George Kittle has just been this like beacon of absolute sureness, if that makes any sense.
0: Oh, yeah. Very sure handed and mm-hmm. um, sure in talent. Yeah, it's he's been great. It's,
1: I don't want to say he's like Gronk because Gronk has is just on a whole nother level than these guys when he was at his peak, but George Kittle is beginning to look like what Gronk was when he was in, uh, new England.
0: Not that the Ravens needed any more representation on this list, but what do you think about Mark Andrews not getting any votes here? Um, Mark Andrews.
1: Oh, absolutely. He was phenomenal. Um, he's definitely someone I will vote for in the pro bowl, but I just don't know how, I could argue putting him ahead of Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. And that's what I think makes the all pro so special um, is you can have a great season, but the all pro is the penultimate player, or not the penultimate, the ultimate player at that position for that season. And for a lot of positions this year, there really shouldn't have been so much debate. Um, Just George Kittle was just so far and away the best tight end this year. I I just don't know how you could put uh, Travis Kelsey and especially um, Mark Andrews ahead of him.
0: So I was curious about how uh, Mark Andrews compared to Travis Kelsey this year because I didn't hear as much about Travis Kelsey this year as I feel like I have previously, um, especially like the last two seasons uh ju- so just yards yards and touchdowns. I'll, I'll just do those two things. uh this year Mark Andrews 852 yards on um 64 receptions uh for 10 touchdowns or with 10 touchdowns. Travis Kelsey had 1229 yards on 97 Seriously. receptions with five touchdowns and that's a lot. That's so many. That's so that much so of everything. Uh, touchdowns obviously one less, but like still fuck god damn and then you know what's surprising is george kittle 1053 yards on 85 receptions with five touchdowns so uh i mean obviously he he was asked to do different things and the season isn't just boiled down to these three specific numbers Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i don't know it's interesting
1: Yeah, I mean, George Kittle did play two less games uh, and had some injuries that kind of hampered him uh, in a couple more. Uh, I don't want to use that as an excuse for why George Kittle didn't have the same numbers Travis Kelsey did, and obviously Travis Kelsey has more receiving yards and the same number of touchdowns, so he should go ahead of him. Uh, Fuck that argument. I mean, on the field watching these two, I mean, I I hate having to choose between them because they are – so fucking good at playing football. Yes. Um, but George Kittle just—it was like someone possessed him when he was on the field, just Plus playing I... so angry, so much energy, just doing absolutely everything. More of a blocker than Travis Kelsey was this year, uh, at least from the game, the few games I saw. And that's my argument.
0: I also think that uh, no, i not Travis Kelsey. That uh, uh, George Kittle elevates his team a lot more than Travis Kelsey does. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelsey, again, a phenomenal player who would be probably very, very good on every team, uh, and it just so happens he plays with last year's MVP. Yeah, uh, so that certainly helps in a pass-heavy offense. But Especially
1: when you have guys like. Tyree kill and Sammy Watkins who are just taking the top off the defense every play, maybe not every play, but you know what I mean?
0: I do. I do. So, you know, there's reasons, but anyway, let's move on. I don't mean to take up this much time for everybody. Wide receivers though, was a source of contention. So I'm going to chew up some time here too. Uh, number one was michael thomas he received 50 votes that's uh no goddamn surprise there um following that though deandre hopkins of houston 18 julio jones of atlanta 16 chris godwin of tampa 14 kenny galladay of detroit with one julian edelman really with one um so
1: those boston sports times just whatever their newspaper is just gotta get julian edelman in there man
0: i am just shocked that anyone would vote for julian edelman I mean, and Kenny Galladay too, but Julian Edelman's way, he's just not, he's just such an unimpressive wide receiver. I mean, he's consistent, but not great. Anyway, DeAndre Hopkins getting in over Julio Jones, though, at least on Twitter today, was a source of much contention. Uh, Their difference between them is only two votes. Uh, Do you have any initial reaction to this before I read off some of their stats?
1: Yeah, I mean... I don't agree with it. I think DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, as Great a player, receiver. phenomenal wide receiver, always is going to be in the top five for me, uh, if not top three, uh, in all of the NFL talent-wise. But I don't know how you could look at his season this year and say it was better than Chris Godwin and Julio Jones. Um, In my mind, I think... My vote would have been to go with Chris Godwin, uh, even over Julio Jones. Um, I if you want to put Julio Jones in there over Chris Godwin, that's fine. It's like two A, two B to me. But I think DeAndre Hopkins is a clear step below that. Um, and I just I don't know. Like it's it's just the way it works out, the way this voting gets split up. But I, don't, I definitely don't think he was worthy of being a first team all pro this year
0: so let's get into the stats a little bit on this this year 2019 deandre hopkins 15 games on 15 starts he had 150 targets uh for a 104 reception season uh he had 11.2 yards per reception and some numbers we actually care about a little bit more he had 1165 yards he had eleven. Oh uh, no, I said the Seven touchdowns. Um, and let's just go with yards per game. He had seventy-seven point seven yards per game, sixty-nine point three catch percent. Um, all right. We'll, we'll take. We'll we'll start with that. Let's look at uh yards, touchdowns, and yards per game. Eleven sixty-five yards, seven touchdowns, yards per game seventy-seven point two. Julio Jones. Also 15 starts, so these these stats will be comparable in terms of playing time, approximately. Um, he finished with just under 100 catches, 99 on 157 targets. And, uh, plays with a much worse quarterback. <laughs> 1,394 yards, uh, 14.1 yards per reception, six touchdowns, uh, 92.9 yards per game, 63.1 catch percent. So that is 15 more yards per game than deandre hopkins um one fewer touchdown and 200 more yards uh ooh, i I just one
1: more fumble though so that must have been you know the straw that broke the camel's back
0: Ooh, yeah. yeah. Plus, let's not forget that uh, Julio Jones here is 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 only he had negative three rushing yards. I mean, shit, really? I mean, Deandre oh, well, Deandre, Deandre had eighteen. at Ugh. six times as many. <laughs> or I guess negative six times as many. <laughs> uh, for for reference, I also have Chris Godwin here. He played fourteen games, so he is missing one game against the other two. He had one hundred twenty-one targets, eighty-six receptions thirteen hundred thirty three yards, which is really just under sixty yards fewer than Julio Jones. He had nine touchdowns, which is the most out of this group. He has ninety-five point two yards per game, which is the most of this group, seventy one point one percent catch percent, which would be uh the highest. Yeah, the highest. So I very much see your two A two B comment here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I just want to emphasize DeAndre Hopkins had a tremendous season. Uh yes. Yes. But I just, I just personally wouldn't put his play above Julio Jones or Chris Godwin. Um, I mean, this is both. like what we were
0: arguing between Christian Yelich and and um, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger, great yeah. seasons, yeah. both great seasons. But someone has to be better, and I think they picked wrong.
1: Right. I mean, if you just want to look at receiving yards, Mike Thomas obviously was first by just so many Uh, Julio Jones and Chris Godwin were two and three Deandre Hopkins falls in at number 11 Uh, 10 if you exclude Travis Kelsey because he's a tight end so I mean I don't know like it's just it's hard because I don't want this to come across as like oh Deandre Hopkins didn't have a good season because he did we all know he did it's just he wasn't the top two wide receiver in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I find this to be a really, I you know, ooh, you know what might have happened here? What? I think your two A two B things probably happened here. Julio Jones and Chris Godwin probably split votes.
1: Yeah, that would make sense.
0: If you add those two together, that's that's thirty additional votes. So imagine, imagine if I told you Michael Thomas had you know fifty votes, and then the second place wide receiver, either Julio or Godwin had thirty. And then DeAndre came in here at 18 still. Yep. That makes sense, doesn't there it? It, it does. Uh, ah yeah, damn. All we needed
1: all we needed Rick was a Julian Edelman and Kenny Galladay voter to just vote for Julio or even Chris Godwin, but whatever. And it would have been
0: a would have been a nice tie. This is Rick Purcello winning the Cy Young all over again. Yeah, God damn. Uh, the flex my heart up. This this position is where some of our other offensive controversy comes from. Christian McCaffrey also won the flex spot in addition to winning the running back, uh, earning, voting, winning, doesn't matter. Uh, with 18 votes, uh, Derrick Henry came in second. There's a lot of names here. I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just read the top five. Derrick Henry came in second with from Tennessee with seven. Then Travis Kelsey with six. Julio Jones with five. Aaron Jones from Green Bay with three. I think that was five. This is a weird group. Yeah. I don't understand how these names were chosen. Uh, how is how did Aaron Jones get more votes than Chris Godwin? How did Cooper Cup get more votes than Chris Godwin? What's 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 the role change that they're assuming with Flex?
1: Aaron Jones, I can see. I mean, he led the league in touchdowns. He was second in rushing yards, I believe. I can get I get that I think he probably could have been in the conversation for running backs uh at least second team. I don't know how Cooper Cup got three votes in any world. He had a by all means a bad season um just up and down, dealt with some injuries, just just wasn't consistent enough to be in my mind even considered for an all pro nod um. I mean, if you don't want to put Chris Godwin at your flex because, you know, Derrick Henry or Julio Jones is more deserving, sure, I get it. You can have that opinion. If you think Travis Kelsey should get in because of how dominant he was at tight end, sure, I can believe that. The only thing I'm really, truly upset about is why the fuck they would still allow Christian McCaffrey to win this. Why should he be allowed, like, why would they give it to Christian McCaffrey if he's already all-pro running back number one?
0: This would be the equivalent. Not even, because this is such a much more prestigious honor, getting the all-pro in the NFL. But, like, could you could you imagine if um, um, DJ LeMayhew won gold glove at third base and second base? Like, no, you have to pick one. He doesn't get both. That's fucking stupid. Like, he's it's it's a one or the other. Like he can't winning one should exclude you from winning again. Like it'd be ridiculous if if DJ LeMay won two gold gloves in the same season for two d- different positions. Like mm-hmm. it's so lazy. It is. It's it's so fucking li- like we get like, it. He's very good. We understand. He's very good. Pick someone else. Like I get how they did this.
1: They just tallied up the votes you were since they, you know, collected all the votes at once. You basically just had to write in Christian McCaffrey for running back 1 and then at flex you wrote in, you know, if you voted for Derrick Henry at running back 1, you would put Christian McCaffrey at flex. I just I don't know why you wouldn't then say, "All right, when Christian McCaffrey wins, we strike him from all the votes at Flex, and take the next highest guy, or you just have a second vote."
0: Yeah, it's not that's that what right. I was gonna say. Pick, pick. It's that's uh, that's what everyone. That's what the uh, MVP voting is. At least yeah. in baseball, I assume it's the same in football. You get a first, second. You can vote ten, but just you, I mean for this shit, you only need one, like two, or three. But yeah, I mean it's so easy. It's so basic.
1: You can do it like they do in baseball where you just you rank 3 and then you get points based off of that or you just have a secondary vote. This isn't 1963. We have email, we have the internet. You could do the vote in an hour if you have to do it quickly. Yeah,
0: or plus you takes, don't have
1: to... you know, you no, have a ahead. 24-hour window to fucking put in your secondary vote for Flex. Who's going to, you know, not have time to do that?
0: additionally it's only 18 people they need to reach out to because yeah. conceivably the other 32 people their votes are still as is that yeah. one guy who voted for darren waller of oakland whoever i don't even know who that is um he you doesn't matter i don't know no
1: uh, he was uh he was drafted in 2015 as a wide receiver this was his first year starting as a tight end Uh, He was like third in tight end receiving yards, I think, or second. I don't
0: know. I don't know who that is. Uh, It's it's fucking weird. And we'll be circling back to something similar to this later, possibly. Uh, But for now, let's move on to stuff. We have nothing to say about left tackle. uh, Ronnie Stanley of Baltimore received 42 votes. It's so many more than everyone else Uh, Mm -hmm. for the sake of saying their names or at least trying. Uh, David Bacchiardi from Green Bay, Teron Armstead from New Orleans, and Tyron Smith from Dallas all received five or fewer votes. Uh, I'm just going to read all of the uh, the offensive line ones, and if you have anything to say about any of them, we can just talk about it. For right tackle, the, for the, nom- the winner of the first-team All-Pro was Ryan Ramchick of New Orleans with 30 votes, followed by Michael Schwartz of Kansas City, Lane Mitchell. Johnson of... Phili- oh, shit. Mitchell Schwartz. My bad. Kansas City, Lane Johnson of Philadelphia, Trent Brown of Oakland, Lael Collins of Dallas, and Brian O'Neill of Minnesota. Uh, They received vote numbers that don't matter. Uh, Left guard, Quentin Nelson of Indianapolis. He received 44 votes. It's so many more than everyone else. Uh, Joe Thune of New England got three. Joel Bitonio of Cleveland got three as well. Right guard, Zach Martin of Dallas got 24. Marshall Yanda of Baltimore got 16. Brandon Brooks of Philadelphia got nine and David DeCastro of Pittsburgh got one. And just to round it off, because I know you have something to say about Michael Marshall Yanda. Um, Jason Kelsey of Philadelphia had got 29. He, he he secured it. Rodney Hudson of Oakland got nine. Dallas Frederick of Dallas got less than that. Marquis Pouncy of Pittsburgh. Ben Jones of Tennessee. Mitch Morse of Buffalo and Ryan Kelly of Indianapolis. Those are all of the vote getters and winners for the 2019 NFL All-Pro Offensive Line positions.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think we should really dive deep into offensive line just because I know it's my weakest position to really scout and evaluate. Uh, I feel fairly confident saying it goes for you too. Yes. Um, (laughs) I mean, I would put Ronnie Stanley at one, David Bakhtiari at two for left tackle, um, I'd put Mitchell Schwartz at one and Ryan Ramchick at two for right tackle. Quentin Nelson so far and away. Number one for me at left God, guard. So much. Yes. I, I love that man. It's um, the one thing I know. Yeah. I guess I'd put Joe, Thur- Joe Thuney at two, um, for right guard. I would put David DeCastro one and Zach Martin at two center. I would put Jason Kelsey one and Marquise Pouncey at two. Um, do you have anything you want to add there any any names you want to mention or comments you want to add
0: uh, not in particular honestly um, yeah. this is it's just a position i know so little about it, it although you can definitely tell which teams are are well positioned at offensive line based on their hmm. appearances despite maybe not winning as much so for instance dallas has uh, a left tackle named their right tackle is named um their right guard 1 And their center was also named. The only position that they don't appear in is left guard. So Dallas in really good shape, uh, which is not a surprise. That's why I picked them because I knew they'd be easy to find. But this is definitely I know you shouldn't always go by like awards and honors and shit for determining how good someone is because you get weird shit like uh, DeAndre Hopkins getting a first team all pro when he (laughs) didn't necessarily deserve it. But for offensive line, that's one of the things I absolutely look at. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's at least – this is a good uh, litmus test for who's who's doing all right.
1: Yeah, I mean Philadelphia's got multiple people on here. Baltimore has multiple people. Pittsburgh. Uh, New Orleans. Yeah, Pittsburgh has multiple people. New Orleans has multiple people. Um, I don't see any that are anyone else, which is fine. I mean it's one of those things where – It's hard for, you know, an average Joe to watch offensive line play and be able to see what you – or be able to understand what you're seeing because so many teams do a lot of things differently. Um, And it's just – it's not the exciting part of football for most people. Um, I basically look at pressures given up and things like that. Um, Just because I'm a Steelers fan and this is what I watch every week – Seeing, you know, David DeCastro pull as a guard, I think, you know, he's the second best in the NFL behind Quentin Nelson at doing that, uh, especially this season. It's, you know, it's one of those things where I, I want to get better at it. It's just so hard when there's so much going on with football already trying to evaluate five new positions every single game, so... You know, it is what it is. They deserve more credit, but I definitely understand why they don't get that credit.
0: Yeah, or at least I, that attention. I no, I understand my my thing with offensive lines. At least when I'm watching games, not so much for evaluating stats later on. Is it was there enough time for the offense to run the play they had in mind? And if not, was that because? people got hit too early or was it because the quarterback held on the ball too early and then if it's or too late um and i'll usually just go from there so you know if you end up running like a ton of screen passes because you're already getting touched one second afterwards and not figuratively one second literally one second that that's you don't have a lot of time to begin with then you know chances are you got a shitty o-line or at least that was a shit play by your o-line so it is what it is uh you ready to get into the defensive side of the ball yeah, I am. Edge rusher. Uh, Chandler Jones of Arizona, 32 votes. TJ Watt of Pittsburgh, 22. Followed by Shaq Barrett of Tampa Bay. Cameron Jordan of New Orleans. Z'Darrius Smith of Green Bay. Daniel Hunter of N- Minnesota. Nick Bosa of San Francisco. Joey Bosa of Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, I think one and two here are pretty, pretty obvious. I don't think this is, you know, there's much of anything outlandish here i mean chandler jones was still so quietly dominant in arizona leading the league in uh, sacks tj watt was you know even as a Pittsburgh fan with all my bias looks like the defensive player of the year um just able to do everything on any given play um i love him so much uh shaquille barrett at number three i think is a A little high I know he uh, he had his breakout season this year got a lot of sacks but they kind of came in waves and there were times where he was just really quiet uh, and that's just not really something I like to see in all pro players you want to see that consistency I personally would switch him with Zedaria Smith of Green Bay who finished uh, fifth I think it's a shame he did not get an all pro nod because of how dominant he was um but yeah, outside of that, I think edge rushers is uh, pretty pretty straightforward this year. There was there were so many good ones.
0: Yeah, I was wondering why Nick Bosa was so low. So I was looking up some of the stats on the other people, just because there's so many players in the NFL, you can't keep track of all their stats. And um, fuck, Nick Bosa had a great season, and so did everybody in front of him. It, yeah. God, I would. This is a tough vote in, in in my eyes to to have to lay down.
1: Completely agree.
0: All right, interior lineman, Aaron Donald, fucking shocker, uh, yeah, really? 49. If you don't know what team he's from, I'm not telling you. Uh, Cam Hayward <laughs> of Pittsburgh, 23. Uh, <laughs> Grady Jarrett of Atlanta. DeForest Buckner of San Francisco. Chris Jones of Kansas City. Jordan Phillips of Buffalo. Vita Veya of Tampa Bay. Frank Clark of Kansas City. And Fletcher Cox of Philadelphia. Fletcher what makes you? Okay. Um, yeah,
1: I think it's fantastic how... Even in, you know, arguably his worst season in the past couple years, Aaron Donald is one vote shy of a unanimous first-team All-Pro. It just goes to show how fucking dominant he is. Um, I absolutely love to see Cam Hayward up there. Uh, He really deserves it. He is definitely um, one of those guys who just had an unstoppable year all year, just lived in the backfield. Of opposing teams, very happy to see him there. Grady Jarrett, I'm kind of surprised to see uh, at number three, uh, especially. Well, there's a quite a bit of a drop off after Cam Hayward. Uh, DeForest Buckner probably would have been my number three guy with San Francisco, uh, and then you know there's a couple of Kansas City guys on here, which is pretty impressive. Um, overall, again, like with edge rushers, there's there's a lot of good players, um, but I think they got this one right.
0: You know what's amazing is Aaron, Aaron Donald had eight fewer sacks this year than he did last year and five fewer tackles for loss than he had last year. And he still had 12 and a half sacks and 20 tackles for loss and 20 led the league.
1: <laughs> it's so nuts. He's, he is on a different level than anyone else in the NFL when it comes to just playmaking ability. It's just incredible.
0: So I think this is funny. He also leads the league in safeties. He has one. So I imagine everyone just has one. So everyone, everyone with one leads the league. No, um,
1: he's the only person in the NFL <laughs> to get a safety this year.
0: you're damn right. Uh I wonder what like the most safety gettingest season is. How many do you think that would be? Um, I'll
1: in my mind, up. I can't even think of anyone who's had more than two. But I feel like. Four is probably the record, three or four. If it's any more than that, I will be blown away. It's probably, All right. It's probably some nobody. Are you looking it, it up?
0: I, I'm trying to. Yeah. Um I am I might have it. Uh it's four. It's a tie. It's a three way tie between Doug English, Ted Hendricks, and Jared Allen. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Doug English, by the way, had two in one season, and guess Remember. what? Led the league that year. Wait,
1: he had two in one season, but is tied with the tied with four. Is all what?
0: Yeah, it's it's an all time number. Was four. It's it's the best I could do. Yeah. Okay. Wow, yeah, Sorry. That's I'm not sure pretty impressive. That. Yeah. Um. I'm surprised they, you know, it's that really two funny. in one
1: season is like the record.
0: So he had. Uh, one one safety in 77 one safety in 79 and then two safeties in 83 and he led the league in safeties in 83 with two he led the league in safeties in 79 with one because you know ties did not lead the league in 77 and now i'm just desperate to know who did <laughs> um uh, ted Hendricks had four throughout four different years and uh jared allen had for oh he also had a two safety season in minnesota in 2008
1: jared allen is one of my all-time favorite characters in the nfl
0: jared allen looks like a bigger drew Brees in the face
1: first of all he uh, actually now that i think about it that's accurate that is definitely accurate <laughs> um, i love that he always wore the number 69 those are always the most fun players on the field um, and he drove a like 1960s bright pink Cadillac with a set of longhorns on the front. Uh, oh, that's delicious. Definitely look up a picture of it. I saw it on MTV Cribs back in the day. Um, he is such a fun player.
0: Uh, I can only see four active players on this list. Um, they're all tied with two. Cameron wake, Calais, Campbell, Leonard Floyd, and Justin Houston. I'm going to need all of them to get two more safeties. <laughs> you think the safety is like, like the rarest feat for a player in sports? Um, cause think about it. Like, like this guy, Doug English played for 10 years. Actually do you want better? Ted Hendricks played for 14. Fourteen years for three teams, and in ho- and his whole career has four safeties. That that's a, that's rare. Like,
1: you know, like perfect games are still more rare stuff like that. Um, just because of like like a safety, there only needs to be one play for it to happen. You need to get twenty seven outs to get a perfect game. You
0: know. Yeah, I I do think that's different though. Uh, I do, I, I agree with what you're saying in principle, but like the act of getting an out isn't rare. What makes it rare is the act of stringing them all together. And the act here is what makes it rare because you don't, st- it's not about stringing together safeties. It's about getting just the one, you know what I'm saying? It's right. an individualized act. Um, and I like, I, <sighs> What else is like that in sports? Because hitting a home run's common. It's not it's yeah. not super, super common. Like over the course of I don't know, you play let's say a hundred forty five games as a ball player. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll you'll if you hit you get to hit twenty, which isn't a lot, it's one every seven games, but like it is a lot because it happens a lot. Maybe um, like
1: a full court buzzer beater in basketball, you know? Like the the timing is similar to a safety, where like it's a very specific scenario. Um, I don't know. I really it's tough, don't right? Yeah,
0: because yeah, the problem with, with the buzzer beater is that it's not recorded as being anything special. Whereas the safety right. is recorded as like this. That's interesting. I don't because there's, there's definitely nothing in hockey. All you can do is get an assist or get a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing really fancy to keep track of with that. Especially, nothing,
1: it's such a unique point total that it's hard to compare that with any other sport because of the way scoring works in any other sport.
0: Do you know who the safety gets assigned to if um, it's holding in the end zone on the offensive line?
1: Um, I think uh, it's just a uh, team safety.
0: Okay, huh. that's just uh, that's interesting. Or
1: it might be the uh, the held player. And it might be the closest defender to the quarterback. There's a lot okay. of i want I want do some research while we while we go into some other stuff because now I, I gotta know
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, i've 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 taken us down a rabbit hole, and i'm I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not all that sorry about it. Um, while you're doing that, I'm gonna read out the top five linebacker getter vote getters. There's a lot of linebackers who got votes because there's a lot of good linebackers and a lot of votes. Um, so again, only going to read the top five. Bobby Wagner of Seattle, he got 32 votes. Demario Davis of New Orleans with 18. Eddie Kendricks of Minnesota, also with 18. Luke Keekley of Carolina with 17. And Darius Leonard of Indianapolis with 11. I will also read this one name just to make Corwin happy. TJ Watt of Pittsburgh, also with 11.
1: Yeah, all
0: right. That okay. was six, Thank but you. you know, yeah, I got you, buddy. What do you <laughs>
1: think? Um, it's one of those things where after Bobby Wagner, who probably should have been unanimous, but I get why he isn't. There's just so many linebackers. It's 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 nuts. I mean, Demario Davis had an excellent year. Um, I'm happy he got it. There's just so many players here that are deserving of it, you know?
0: Yeah, comparing stats just genuinely isn't even worth it. Like, I I, if I read down these these lists, this list, mm -hmm. uh, as a guy who's not the greatest with depth, these are all players I know. Like every single one of them. It's just a ridiculous pool of players.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially since positions changed. Like Bobby Wagner and T.J. Watt played two extremely different positions at linebacker into very different systems um it's it's really just so hard like this i want to say is the hardest position to really nail down like offensive line is hard because it's hard to evaluate but at least they're all playing the same position there's at least four different positions four or five different positions that you could choose from that are linebackers. You have a three-four outside linebacker, three-four inside linebacker, and then a four-three Mike Salmon will. And I'm sure there's, you know, defenses out there, defensive schemes that have more complicated versions than that. But fuck those people first off. Um, it, hard and fast. Yeah, hard, hard and fast. But yeah, I mean I I can't even say I have any complaints here or like have any one specific player that is more deserving of this than Wagner and Demario Davis, if you wanna like I don't know, lump
0: him in there. I'm so mad the Jets didn't keep DeMario Davis when they had the chance. I, yeah, I think I'm... think about it. I thought it was a mistake when it happened. And, ugh. Ugh. Anyway, cornerbacks. Uh the vote getters are first Stefan Gilmore of New England with 50, Tradavius White with Buffalo 38, Richard Sherman of San Francisco with 10, Marcus Peters of Baltimore with one, and Marshawn Latimer of New Orleans with also with one.
1: Yeah, again, this uh, I Stefan Gilmore definitely is unanimous here. Uh, Tradavius White is in my mind clearly the number two i'm glad richard sherman got uh the 10 votes and this is i guess this is just one of those things that we have to talk about being just kind of bullshit marcus peters got a single vote out of 50 and that was enough to get him a second team all pro selection um which fucking insane to me yeah um, <laughs> Like especially since he tied with Marshawn Lattimore and Marcus Peters was the one to get the second team nod.
0: That's the thing. I don't know how they how, do, how they, they do that with the ties.
1: I, yeah. I I don't really think they uh, they have a great system in place there.
0: It you this know? really feels like the laziest way to do it.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's just so beyond lazy because you're not, like, it's one thing if it was just lazy, but they got it right. This is lazy and unfair to anyone below Stefan Gilmore and Tradavius White, you know, especially at any position where it's just fucking arbitrary. I hate these kind of things. Arbitrary decisions for voting is just, it's so unbelievably unfair, and it shouldn't be an issue. It's not an issue really in any other sport because they do ranked voting. I don't know that it's. Uh, I'm just assuming everything else is smart like baseball. Um,
0: yeah, because they could do it either the way we talk about the the MLB does it with like MVP and Cy Young voting and all their other, or they could even do it the way that the NFL or the sorry the MLB does um Hall of Fame voting where because like why why stop at fifty like the MLB yeah. sends out their Hall of Fame ballot to like. Oh, a few hundred baseball writers. Um, Like it's a lot and they do it by percent. And you just have to be, you get into the hall of fame. If you get over 75% of the vote and like, they could just like pick percentage wise who gets the most like names on the ballot or some shit like that. Like the point being there are better, there's just, there's just better ways. There's just better ways than having 50 dudes just write some names down and fuck ties and 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 let the same player win the flex as their other position and let that happen again for the second team like <laughs> it's fucking stupid
1: i agree so <laughs> uh i feel like the only way we could really uh show marcus peters and i guess Marshawn Lattimore the amount of love uh, they deserve is just to move on from them completely
0: yeah, yeah. let's talk about something that I care um, a lot more about. <laughs>
1: Safeties. This is one we Javale can both Adams. care a lot about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Javal Adams of New York, first place vote-getter here, 28 of them. Minka Fitzpatrick, a distant second from Pittsburgh with 27. <laughs> uh, Justin Simmons of Denver with nine. Tyron Matthew of Kansas City with eight. Harrison Smith of Minnesota with seven. Kevin Bird of Byard of Tennessee with seven. That's all I'm going to read because there's a few more names I just don't care about. Uh, what make you of this good budding?
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of don't like that they break up safety between, they just kind of lump in strong and free safety together. Right. But I really like that a strong and free safety got first team All-Pro as, or well, first and second team All-Pro with almost identical votes. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, Jamal Adams was a monster this season. Minka Fitzpatrick was a monster this season. Everyone else just fuck them. I mean, Teron Matthew had a great season. Justin Simmons had a great season. Harrison Smith always has a great season, but they were several tiers below what Adams and Fitzpatrick were able to do. The only other thing I want to add is Terrell Edmonds of the Steelers got a vote, which is the most insanely bullshit thing I've ever seen. Almost as crazy uh, as him being a first round pick.
0: So, um, I I just looked up second team all pro, mm-hmm. and and uh, safeties isn't what I was expecting. I just want to see if everything else is what I was expecting. Did Justin Maybe. Simmons get the third most votes? Yeah. Oh, he did. All right, all right, then never mind. It was right. Okay. Yeah, um, I had that
1: confusion with linebackers and TJ Watt earlier.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was throwing myself off for no good reason Uh, because I wanted to see if uh, Marshawn Lattimore would have made an appearance on the second team, even though that would have been three cornerbacks uh, Mm -hmm. because of the tie, and he wasn't, uh, which is still so fucking stupid. Anyway, yeah, it's really cool seeing this be the voting. Jamal Adams and Minka Fitzpatrick play two rather different forms of safety. Uh, Jamal Adams came decently close to to, uh, not breaking, but coming near what the uh, sack record is for safeties. Minka Fitzpatrick played like a goddamn animal in coverage this year. Um, I think he led the league with forced fumbles or some shit. Like he, uh, he, he, for his position anyway, he, he did a great, really, really great stuff in coverage. Jamal Adams also played well in coverage, and I'm sure Minka Fitzpatrick also played well, uh, venturing more onto the line, uh, because they're both just very good ball ballplayers. Uh, and, you know, that's what they do. So, yeah, yeah, no, no, nothing to be upset about here. Two, two great players. The defensive back category. Again, I'm only going to read five names because there's a lot. Marcus Peters from Baltimore got seven votes. Uh, Marlon Humphrey from Baltimore got seven votes. Tyron Matthew of Kansas City got seven votes. So Richard Sherman, San Francisco with five, and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick of Pittsburgh, who we just mentioned, with four.
1: Defensive back, I. Don't love it in practice. I like it in theory, like being able to include more players because of how many different defensive systems are used and uh, different uh, personnel, whether it's, you know, Nickel, Dime, whatever it may be. It just, it doesn't work with the way we have the voting set up. Like Marcus Peters being second team all pro at cornerback, but first team as defensive back tied with Tyron Matthew and Marlon Humphrey. Now they include ties when it's tied for first. I just, I don't understand why they don't have a very simple solution in place to fix this kind of shit.
0: Um, Yeah. Especially because this matters a lot for contract negotiations. A hundred percent. If 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 your career is long enough, hall of of fame fame. consideration.
1: Yep. I mean, there's a lot, a, a part of this about why this, shouldn't be such an issue like if this was like I get that the Pro Bowl is kind of broken the way it's set up now which is what it is all pro is what you know even you and I look at when we discuss past players we look at all pro first and the fact that Marcus Peters Marlon Humphrey and Tyron Matthew got more votes than Richard Sherman and Menka Fitzpatrick is insane um i I don't get how Tyron Matthew could have more votes as defensive back than Minka Fitzpatrick could, despite Minka Fitzpatrick having more votes at an actual position. I mean, I get how it works in practice, but in like again, in theory, it shouldn't work like that. and it's just it's just one of my pet peeves that drives me nuts since they've implemented this,
0: yeah. it's a it's just a fucking bizarre ass system, mhm. That makes almost no one happy.
1: <laughs> Except, I
0: guess the person has to tally those votes. Peters.
1: I, I think Marcus Peters is happy because he just got two All Pro Mod nods in two different positions. So, yeah,
0: but he's jerking yeah. it really hard tonight. Yeah. Uh, special teams. Uh, well, I guess real quick, any anything to to say about the uh, the defense here? Nope all right cool (laughs) place kicker justin tucker of baltimore with 35 sorry 34 josh lambeau of jacksonville forgot he was on that team 11 will lutz of new orleans with three harrison butker of kansas city with two
1: i don't know how justin tucker didn't win this unanimously for like the sixth year in a row
0: yeah it's just not even a fucking contest I don't. There's not even point. I'm moving on to punter. Yeah, please. Uh, yeah, Brett Kern of Tennessee with 34 has the most votes. Votes followed by Tress Way of Washington. That's a hilarious name. Mm-hmm. Brian Anger. Oh, even better. With from Houston with two. Logan Cook of Jacksonville with one. Well, I guess Jacksonville can at least say that they kicked well this season.
1: Yeah, um, I do gotta say I feel very ashamed that i don't recognize a single one of these names
0: brian anger sounds familiar probably because i've laughed at his name before um (laughs) the idea that there's a man out there whose first name is tress is hilarious (laughs) um i can't i i definitely haven't heard of it before because i would remember that uh but yeah i don't know Do, do you follow punters much
1: um i mean i know the big ones like i know pat mcafee when he played i know thomas morstead i know the hold
0: on hold on hold on hold on tress is a nickname do you want to guess what his full name is
1: uh trey anthony tressler that's so worse
0: (laughs) tressler william way oh
1: um i'm going to can can i guess Uh, Is he from the state of Connecticut?
0: No, that was my first guess, too. Why was (laughs) it both of our first guesses? Because it's
1: such like an an upper-class white boy name. Oh, God, it feels
0: like it. Yeah, 100% feels like it. Uh, That's so funny. My first thought was Connecticut, too.
1: Roommate Dan, if you still listen to this, uh, fuck Connecticut. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yo, fuck Connecticut. (laughs) Indecisive-ass state. Um, (laughs) Tressler. Need this kid dress fucking moving on. Yeah. Um, kick returner Cordero Patterson with Chicago. This has got to be his fifth team. Um, Mako Hardman of Kansas City with four Deontay Harris of New Orleans with two Jamal Agnew of Detroit with two Brandon Wilson of Cincinnati with two and Andre Roberts. Oh, Andre Roberts of Buffalo with one. <laughs> um, I remember Andre Roberts, he played for the Jets last year. Y- uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, Cordero Patterson is. Like, I think he might approach, like, Devin Hester territory by the end of his career of, like, the guy who's just so far and away the best returner in football. I don't think he'll reach Devin Hester, like, should we talk about him being in the Hall of Fame type talk? But he is he is so far and away the best returner. Mikkel Hardman had a great year as a rookie. Um, He would have been my number two pick. And I don't really care. About any of these other guys, I know Jamal Agnew won it like last year, but whatever.
0: I I believe actually last year was oh no punt returner was Andre Roberts because I know he he did win for us recently.
1: Yeah, I know um, Agnew won it just because I saw he had an All Pro nod on Pro Football Reference or All Pro nod, and I was just so confused because I had never heard of this man before. But yeah, it's a special teams thing.
0: So is Cordarrelle Patterson just only good yes at, re- at rushing at uh, returns it just feels yes. like such a weird cuz this is his fourth team Minnesota for 4 years Oakland New England and now Chicago um yeah it's just it's just ugly
1: mhm he uh he actually wasn't too bad filling in at running back i think this year maybe last year um whenever injuries kicked in for Chicago But, yeah, he he definitely is not living up to the first-round hype he had. Uh, I want to say he got drafted by Minnesota.
0: He did. Okay. So, real quick, um, uh, Coderl Patterson's yards per game career is 17.6. That's very bad. Um, Do you think Devin Hester's yards per game is higher or lower?
1: uh i'm gonna say lower Nah, i i'm gonna i'll say higher i'll say it's higher it's gonna be hard to be lower
0: do you want to venture a guess to the number
1: uh i'll say like 23 just
0: 21.2
1: all right
0: yeah yeah These, uh, these two guys are uh only good at these things yeah
1: well, I mean, to be fair, it's not like they attempt to use them as actual receivers anymore. Like I know they yeah, used dude. to with Corel or Corderrell Patterson, but like it's definitely been a while since it's been an actual attempt.
0: Yes, it has. Um, Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. (laughs) All right. uh, Last two categories. We have punt returner. The winner was Deontay Harris of New Orleans of 29, followed by Deontay Johnson of Pittsburgh with 12, followed by Deontay Hines. No, Uh, Nyheim Hines. That can't be his real name. Naeem. Naeem Hines. Uh, That makes so much more sense. Naeem Hines of Indianapolis with four. Andre Andre Roberts of Buffalo with two. Micole Hardman of Kansas City with one. And Braxton Berrios of the New York Jets with one. I do not care about this didn't, category.
1: Didn't you pick up Braxton Berrios like mid season? No. Really? Really? Oh, uh, was it was it last year? No. I know he got drafted by New England. I think he got waived and picked up by like New Orleans. And I guess you guys picked him up in the offseason? Sure. Yeah. all right Whatever. It's very much not important. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much to say on Deontay Harris just because I don't watch a ton of New Orleans. Deontay Johnson, though, uh, I'm very happy to see on there. I think he's going to be uh, in contention to win it next year because um, he was very electric this year. But yeah, that's all I really got to say about that.
0: All right. Well, now we come to the most important category uh they say the best for last kind of like the oscars does with best picture keep you on your toes
1: and you better believe i got some shit to say about this one
0: it's the most important category on the ballot uh special teamer uh <laughs> i don't even know i wanted to make up some bullshit but honestly it would sound too real because it makes more sense as to what I was going to say. This is for the 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 best teammate on the field, but that sounds more <laughs> real than what this actually is, which is just the best guy who plays on special teams. Yeah. Um. Because if you asked me to pick, if I didn't know, if I'm just a random guy on the street, hey, special teamer, the 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 nom the the uh, All Pro winner for special teamer, do you think that means best representation of a teammate or best guy who just plays on special teams? I would go. Oh well, that second one is outlandishly stupid <laughs> it's got to be the first one because the second one just sounds dumb if it, no it, it, it's the second one um matthew slater of new england won it with 37 votes which means he was overwhelmingly the best i i guess uh, followed by jt gray of new orleans with three quarter patterson of chicago with three derek watt of los angeles chargers with two i'm not reading the rest um
1: well here i am on the hill i will die on Tell me, Matthew Slater won this for name recognition only because he's always the all pro special teamer of the year. And I genuinely think people just stopped paying attention or don't even give a shit about looking into any stats on this. And they just know, hey, Matthew Slater's like really, really, really good at doing this. Let's just give him the votes because we know who he is and not look at the fact that Tyler Matakovich of Pittsburgh with only one vote. Led the NFL in special team tackles, was an absolute maniac on special teams this year, and absolutely deserved All-Pro recognition because of it.
0: And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the most meaningless hill stand-up. Yeah, Um, you're damn right. So the one, the one final thing I would—is there anything you have to say overall about the uh, the All-Pro this Uh, year?
1: Fix your fucking voting. yeah yeah Yeah, anything else all right
0: uh the one thing i would like to also mention is that this has also been a discussion point for richard sherman uh since he did receive a second team all pro selection he gained four million dollars um uh pay this year he um based on the incentive structure of his contract and richard sherman signed this contract under heavy scrutiny because he, he represented himself Mm -hmm. and people and he made it a very incentive heavy contract not a ton of base salary most of it would be coming from uh incentives and so with this four million he got plus if he gets um plus one million for the pro bowl one million for 90 percent of snaps played and two million for the oh sorry the two million for the all protein that makes it a total of four million based on incentives, which brings his this year's salary for him up to just about thirteen million dollars. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, Granted, I've, it's not superstar great either, but that's not fucking bad no. for an aging cornerback.
1: Oh yeah, I mean he's he's in his thirties now. Um, I still think it was a a, a bad contract to sign. Uh, representing yourself and leaving it all up to, I don't want to say chance because it's not. I mean, he he is definitely betting on himself, but I i don't love having a 30-year-old's contract be so heavily based off of incentives, especially when those incentives are bullshit voting-based. Um, but yeah, you got to love that a guy's going out there being able to represent himself bet on himself and succeed the way Richard Sherman did this year. Um, I love Richard Sherman as a player, as a advocate, um, just what he is as a person, as a player on and off the field. Um, So I'm, I'm very happy to see him still succeed.
0: Yeah. I, I, I have to agree with you on pretty much every front. If I was, if I was a person in Richard Sherman's shoes, I'd probably be way too much of a pussy to, to not have an agent. Um, so the fact that he did all this without it is, um, really fucking cool. And it's always nice to see a player succeed doing the thing that they wanted to be doing. Um, one thing to also mention, it's a pretty small side note, but he also did not have to pay an agent fee. Yeah. And I believe that caps out at 5%. At least that's what it is in football.
1: This is, is football, the same. So yeah.
0: Oh, sorry. Baseball. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I think it, I don't know if it caps at 5%, but it's usually around there. Uh, so like that also, 5%. all
0: right, I'm just going to call it five because I already did the math. I don't know what to
1: do. Um,
0: <laughs> that 5% saves Richard Sherman, $650,000. That's not chump change. No, that's a whole lot of money. Yeah. That's, that's, that's more than, that's more than a minor league, uh, or a rookie contract in, in baseball will pay you. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of money.
1: That's <laughs> a lot more than a minor league contract will pay you in baseball.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, in baseball. Yeah. No, shop rate right pays you more than a minor league contract <laughs> in baseball.
1: Um. So one last thing on Richard Sherman, would you have him as a first ballot Hall of Famer?
0: Ooh, that's a really good question.
1: Because as we were talking about this, I was thinking about it. I think I would. I think I would put Russell Wilson, not Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, maybe.
0: Let me let me look up his stats. I haven't looked at his stats page in fucking forever. That's actually yeah, no, that's a very interesting question because he's got so he's five time Pro Bowl, three time All Pro. Uh, sorry, three time first time first team All Pro because Pro Football Reference only keeps track of the first teams.
1: And this Uh, will be added upon this year. I don't think it's updated yet.
0: Yeah, no. Well, this is a second team
1: oh right right
0: right yeah uh so to add in some of those on on your own time uh plus the one-time super bowl Mm -hmm. champ let's see um what would be a good thing to look at here unfortunately the advanced stats only go back to last season so that's not exactly very helpful in this instance but
1: so let's see pro football
0: 35 interceptions uh, his career yardage allowed is 460 yards. That's fucking nuts. Oh my
1: his god, his career—he's only given up 460 yards. What?
0: Oh no, sorry. That's, is that? Oh, that's, oh, that's interception, interception yards. Oh my god, that makes so much more sense. I, I
1: was mean. gonna say, holy fuck. There's no way that could be accurate.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. All right. Jeez. I was gonna say, Jesus. Let me Uh, Let me look at, let's look at Darrell Rivas here because he's also a a modern example of what um, this kind of player is going to be.
1: So just for reference, um, his most accurate uh, similarity player or similarity score for players, uh, which is something that uh, pro football reference does is Herb Adderley, um, who is a hall of fame player. Um, So if that does anything for you there, there it is.
0: Uh Richard Sherman has 35 interceptions, he uh 466 ta- uh combined tackles, two sacks. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um five forced fumbles, six fumble recoveries. Sorry. um yeah. Uh uh and a 101 av- uh not average value. I always do that approximate value, which we can use as a little catch all stat here. Um Darrell Revis, 29 interceptions, four forced fumbles, twelve fumble recoveries, um, four hundred and ninety-six combined tackles, uh, and a one hundred and six um approximate value. So I'm going I've always operated under the assumption that Darrell Revis will eventually be a first ballot Hall of Famer when his time comes for that. He just because be he he was just so fucking dominant his whole time. Mm-hmm. Um through the first seven years of his career. And Richard Sherman's just right fucking there. It's hard to believe he won't be at this point. They both have the one nice. Super Bowl champ win. Um Richard Sherman has two fewer Pro Bowls and one fewer all pro, but like that's not a big deal. So yeah. One fewer first team All Pro. Yes, one fewer first team all pro. So yeah, I don't know. I think that's a pretty I I've never considered it, but I think you're right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't see him retiring in the next couple of years. I think he's still got, I don't know, two or three years left in him. Just I really see him as being that kind of guy that sticks it out until the very last second possible. Um, so in a few years when he's up on the ballot for the first time, I think we'll have this discussion again. And, um, you yeah, know, honestly, I hope he does get in first ballot because I think, uh, again, like the kind of player he is on and off the field that's uh, what he deserves.
0: Yeah, he's a great dude, great, great dude. And I'm sure he'll be involved in the football community for the rest of his life after football yeah. ends. Hmm. He's always been such a big players guy, and really easy guy to root for. I agree. All right, well, let's get out of here, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. All right, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at Juicing Pod. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at Juicing the Numbers. At gmail.com. And uh, until Thursday, y'all have a good one. Bye.